So today's gospel uh, is about the multiplication of the loaves and the fish. And just to clarify something, uh, just very often I have heard this uh, miracle. It's kind of a tendency that, that, can, that can exist uh, quite often today, that we try to find a natural explanation for the miracle. So we try to demystify the miracle. We try to un unmiracalize the miracle and turn it into something kind of normal, right? So all these people were gathered, and there they were uh, in a remote enough area out in, in the country. Uh, Jesus is preaching and teaching, and then in this particular uh, gospel, this is, this is from Mark, it doesn't mention that there was a little boy who brought the, the five loaves and uh, five barley loaves and the two fish. Uh, here it just mentions that the apostles looked around and to, to, to gather their resources and came up with five loaves and two fish. It doesn't mention the boy. Uh, but the point being, very often this gospel is interpreted as people saw the generosity of this young boy, and then everybody felt somehow inspired to be generous as well. And so then when the loaves were passed around, everyone started to share what they had, and that's how the 5,000 people were able to eat. So it had nothing to do with Jesus working a miracle or anything. It was just people's generosity inspired by the generosity of this young man, which of course is complete rubbish uh, and is not what the church has taught for 2,000 years. So it's just, that's just not what the gospel story is about. Uh, you know, the Lord is also showing, see, all these things, all the bits and pieces link in together. Uh, Jesus, what he does here with, the, with the, the five loaves and the two fish, he's showing that he can do what he wants with created things. That's necessary as preparation for the Eucharist. Jesus can take a created thing, bread, and multiply it, if you will, uh, turning it into his, his own body and blood. He can, he can change it. He can do what he wants with created things. And then as we see him walking on the water, he can do what he wants with his body. He can do miraculous, supernatural things. And we don't have to come across, we don't have to try and come up with some sort of a, an explanation as to how Jesus could walk on the water either. Was there some sort of a, a bridge or plank submerged just below the water so Jesus is able to walk? On? Like, do we have to unmiracalize everything? It's ridiculous. He's God, okay? He created DNA. He can walk on water. He can multiply loaves and fish. It's really not a problem to him, okay? He is God. Remember yesterday, just the importance of driving home the message that Jesus is God. And those who deny Jesus, so God becoming flesh, those who deny that Jesus is God, that he's God made man, this is from the Antichrist. It's so clear, right, in, in, in our readings yesterday. So this is continuing this, this, this same idea. In fact, the, the, the reading does continue from uh, the first letter of St. John, where it goes on now <clears throat> to talk about not just that, that God uh, becomes man, but that the, 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 the hinge, the reason, the, the motivation for all of this is that, again, very simply, God is love. Because remember, you can create things, uh, as we all did as little boys, you can create and build things in order to knock them down, right? You can kind of build up a castle and then kind of attack it with your cars and just beat it all down, right? So you can create things to destroy it. Just because you create stuff doesn't make you good, right? So God could create things, but could be cruel. I could just create it and then watch us destroy ourselves or, you know, like, like watching a movie, you know? Uh, but that's... So create, being creator doesn't make him good. So how do we know he's good? Well, we have to kind of move on past the fact that he's creator to see that he's, he's love, that he, uh, he's self-giving. The cross, the cross. Without the cross, 
God could be very powerful. He could be creator. But he might not be good. The cross proves that he's good. And that's all, all, all of... Uh, the, so the, 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 what's necessary for the cross is that Jesus becomes man. Without that, he can't die on the cross. So in our gospel today, this, this, it's, a, it's a, just a wonderful uh, account of Jesus working a miracle. Jesus works a miracle. But what's, in, what I like, what, what's interesting about it is that he requires the apostles to give something first. Right? Now, it's not, it's not a... He's not making them jump through hoops, right? But I think that there's, a, there's an important teaching in this. Give what you have, and the Lord will multiply it. Give the little you have, and the Lord will work miracles. You know, Give the little you have, and God can do great things, but he does ask you to give what you have. It's, it's like... It's kind of, it's a bit dangerous to sit back and say, well, I've prayed my rosary, so, you know, the, the Lord will, will do everything. You know, I mean, uh, I need a job, I haven't got a job, but I just wait, I suppose, till the job arrives, you know. That's, that's how it works. I prayed my rosary, so now I'm going to watch Netflix, and maybe the job will, you know, someone will just call and say, hey, I have a job. That's, that's how it works in real life. No, no, that's not how it works, right? You pray your rosary, and then you also have to send out CVs and do job interviews and ask around, and do, you know, uh, or as regards relationships, you know, I've, I've prayed my rosary, and I'll sit there back and do nothing, and, you know, it'll all just happen. No, sometimes you actually have to meet people, you know, to actually, you know, join a prayer group. Um, so, like, you have to do your bit as well. But then you do your bit, you give your little... Your five loaves, and the Lord can feed 5,000, but he asks you to give your five loaves. <clears throat> Yesterday, I received a, a letter from a, a wonderful lady uh, who, she, she likes our masses here, and um, I guess, thank God, she has been helped by them, but when, what she wrote to me, looks like she, she raises the bar for me then, uh, the way she writes. She says, I belong to the Focolari movement and try to live my life only for him. For his prayer that all may be one. My health isn't great now and there's not a lot I can do physically but I can still use the phone and write a lot when my fingers allow me to talk to lonely people and to be a listening ear. I love my Jesus with my whole heart and soul and I regret all the years I never really knew him. I thought I did but of course, no use in looking back and regretting. We must live the present moment and live it to the full. The writing isn't the easiest to read because it's quite quivery. So I don't know how old this lady is, uh, but she's got a young heart, or she's got a heart already. Just that expression here, I love my Jesus with my whole heart. What, imagine at the end of your life, like, or towards the end of your life, uh, being able to say, I love my Jesus with all of my heart. So sad and all as it will be when, uh, when the day will come, when this lady or any of us have to leave the world, leave here, leave the earth, if we're able to say, I love my Jesus with all my heart, then all that fear is taken away. Or at least I think our hope is greater than our fear. 
that we will meet our Jesus, my Jesus, face to face. And this lady has seen in her own life how she, 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 she can't do much. When her fingers allow her, she'll write. And when they don't, she'll call. And she keeps in touch with lonely people. During the lockdown now, there's a lot of, a lot of lonely people out there. So she gives the little that she has in order to bring hope and light and joy into people's lives, as she did for me yesterday. And I, I share this with a couple of the community here as well. Just she's sharing her faith, and it's, it's bearing fruit. And far more than I'm aware of, and probably far more than she's aware of. And as some of the saints said as well, St. Teresa of Lisieux, uh, St. Padre Pio, <clears throat> they said, whatever work I did here on, on earth, I will do far more from heaven. I will do far more from heaven. So we give our little ability, our limited intellect, our limited memory, our limited time, our limited abilities. We give them to the Lord, but we give them with love. And he takes them, multiplies them, transforms them, and works miracles. And what's so beautiful about it then is even if we see a miracle worked because of our words or action or something, we know it wasn't us. We know it wasn't, it wasn't us. We gave, I gave five loaves. Right? The fact that 5,000 people were fed really had, hadn't a whole pile to do with me. I mean, I gave five loaves. The heavy lifting was done by Jesus. The miracle was worked by him. I just gave five loaves. So if through homilies or our work here or our mission, if people are helped, it's, it's, all, it's the Lord. It's all the work of the Lord. Uh, who are any of us to serve him? It's all his work. So we thank the good Lord for the miracles being worked in people and through people. And we ask him today to help us to see what our five loaves are, what we can give or could give or should give so that he can multiply it and work miracles in people's lives today. Amen.